tell me, what is Hood Proud? I mean, basically, Hood Proud is something that the world needs. God has commissioned us to go into the world because there are people hurting. I mean, emotionally, and we're talking my people. We're talking the hood. We're talking people that are struggling to survive. And it's like when they're looking for answers, I mean, you could just say, well, pray. But, I mean, they got things that they're trying to accomplish. They got needs that need to be met. So what is Hood Proud? Hood Proud is the complete concept spiritually where God is like, first, feed the people. Clothe the people. When you're done with that, then tell them why you did what you did. Because when you explain to them why I clothed you, why I fed you, that's when I come in. Because I am the one that has commissioned Hood Proud. Time's running out. Time's running out. Can't you see we're living in the last days? Time to get right. Yeah, it's time to fight. Look to the Holy Spirit and he'll change your ways. God is trying to show us that he loves us. Because if he didn't, then he never would have sent his son. But seeing that he did, just accept his gift, open your heart, and know that Jesus is the only one. Slip about the 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 slip up, and we still slipping. Still getting high, still drinking booze, still watching porn, and we all tripping. Gotta find a better way to really stress. I suggest taking a trip through Holy Scriptures, baby. Read it out loud. Read it on the train. Who cares if they're looking at you like you're crazy? John had a vision that the rain was flying in the sky. You think he said he thought he was crazy? You wonder why he wrote about the things he did or saw in vision? The prowess put together by God. We on a mission, picking up what John thought was the accepted to call us from the commodity of Babylon because it's falling, it's falling. And anyone who gets the mark of the beast will drink the wrath of God, throw it up and cut and fall on the feet. It's the last thing you can get to make the call an official. If can't a weapon formed against you, pop put down the pistol. Got a weapon that I told us he's a six in the chamber. We start to finish you'll get hit from the sister revelation. God is patient. He's waiting on his people to pick him. The Holy Spirit's in your ear, but just shut up and listen. That's who's proud. Father God, in the matchless name of Jesus, I'm asking that you begin to bless every city, every state, every block, every corner, every street, every alley. God, do something new in these streets like never before. We ask that you put your crushing fist down the devil's back. Nonviolence, nonviolence. We stand in decree that this world shall come into peace, even now because the blood still works. God, we know you can do anything but fail. In Jesus' holy name, amen. This, this is a game? This is not a game. The book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, all the prophecy that was talked about. You've been to sermons, you've been to church services. You think that all this fire, doom, and brimstone has been preached about and laughed about by the devil and other people who don't believe for all this time because you think something's not about to happen? You better wake up like that dog barks. Just like something creeping up on you, this is what we are here to bring. Here to tell you right now to wake up before it's too late. Cause God ain't playing and neither is the devil When them sirens come Probation shutting down while you still playing around Now there's no more grace to be found While them heavens even roll Plays and death rain over souls I bet you broke now but it's too late Now there's nowhere to go Hey, 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 hey Welcome, Real Talk 101 Sunday afternoon, 6 to 8 p.m. Voxwave Studios, phone number here to the studio is area code 240-719-2560. If it's your first time joining us, this is what we call Real Talk 101, The Devil Exposed. And that's precisely what we do. We speak about past revelations, experiences, and events during the past week and show how the Most High guided us and how he exposed the devil in each of those situations. Um, I'm your host, Brad Tremell. My co-pilot is right there, Mr. Orlando Boyd. We start off with prayer requests and prayer. What's on your mind, O? Ty. That's about it. That's about it. Right now, I mean, 
fucking tired. I'm, so. I'm right there with you, Joe. I'm right uh, there with you. I mean, the most I know who need prayer. I, I my mind ain't even fine on all cylinders right now. But um, you know, once we open with prayer, that for sure that change. But I need you do. I mean, bro, you know. Wait, do your thing. Excuse. That's a bet. I only got a few prayer requests. My mother, she had doctor's appointments this week that are very pivotal. But we've already claimed healing. We've already claimed a miracle. She's expecting it. I'm expecting it. So just keep my mother in prayer and keep Darian's family in prayer. Last I heard, his wife and his kids were ill. So we're going to pray for them as well. I do got a testimony, though. And I neglected to mention it on the show in the form of a prayer request that my man's son had been missing in Baltimore for like three weeks. Whoa. So I pray and ask the most I mean, because I didn't really want to, you know, you go missing for three weeks in Baltimore. That's a wrap. Chances are, you gone. Really? You know what I'm saying? But all praise to the most I mean, my prayer was specific. It was like, man, you know, even if everything ain't all right, just let him find out where his son at. Mm-hmm. Found Slim, you know what I'm saying? Safe and sound. You know, all oh, praise the most Yeah, I thought you were going to say something else. Man, no, nah, he good. He good. You know, to my knowledge, he good. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a blessing right there. All right. My head. Father, Yah, thank you for assembling us here yet again. You know our hearts, you know our minds, you know our bodies and the weariness we're facing. We ask that you send Jehovah you walk right now and take control as you have so many times before. Give you praise and thanks for Brother Aaron's son being found in Baltimore after three weeks. Defying the odds, and uh, simply because you got involved in the mix, so we thank you for that. Um, ask that you be with my mother going into this week. You know our hearts when we've been praying about 100% healing. Diagnosis to baffle the doctors, that's what we're looking for. So we, I claim in confidence that it shall happen. I thank you ahead of time for it. I pray for Darian's family um, as they've fallen ill. I rebuke the devil in the name of Yeshua right now in his household. Um, pray for the rest of the brothers and sisters of Hood Proud. Be with Nikki, man. Trying to get her on the horn. She's going through some some things right now. We pray for her liberation of those things. Um, and uh, just continue to be with us while we do the show. Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Ain't nothing like thunder, man. Nothing like it, man. No, I love it. It's thunder. beautiful to look at, too. I love it. I love storms. I remember I was in uh I was in uh Florida last year, around about this time. It was like maybe like June, July. And from the balcony where we were staying, you could see the thunderstorm in the back and the lightning uh-huh. dancing through the clouds. And you just wait. You 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 see depending on how long the streak of lightning was, how it danced, that's how big the boom was gonna be. I remember one time that joint looked like just the lightning just danced for a hundred yards, maybe mm. even more. It's just like and I just waited. I just rolled. Yeah. I love that joke. That joke was powerful. It's like the angels up there bowling. <laughs> <laughs> it was tight, man. Um, but yeah, going into this week, man, um, I ain't got hey. nothing too much to report. I'm glad I made it through. Um, the Most High uh, held me down in abstinence. So this is probably my biggest testimony, man. I've been praying with my mother and trying to uh, live righteously in the sight of the Most High and do what I'm supposed to do. He holds you down, man, it, but it's a daily battle, it's a daily struggle, the temptations that we all face, you know what I'm saying? Um, but with the prayer in the morning and the prayer in the evening, um, essentially, I, I, when I talked to my mother about it before, we likened it until, unto David fighting Goliath. 
and um, David ran at Goliath before the you know the one on one kicked off. He ran at him. So I said, well, let's run at this Goliath we got in your life, man. We praying, and it's working, man. I don't know what I. Oh yeah, and the Chandler family. Um, David Chandler, he does he does the taxes for my father and my family. He's fallen ill too. He's in the hospital, matter of fact. They went to visit him in Columbia yesterday. So the Chandler family as well. But um, I know the Most High is gonna do his thing, man. He has this in the palm of his hand. Um, yeah, young. Uh, and that's about it. This these these three young brothers who I teach Sabbath school, man. Tristan, Ricky, and Dwayne. Three young, brilliant black boys, man. Call them three Hebrew boys, man. Them jokers right there. They gonna do something powerful. I don't know what y'all got to do for them, but they they be accepting knowledge as he gives it through me, man. And they, them brothers right there. It's just a blessing on those brothers, man. Three you young brothers. You taught school. Hmm? Sabbath, you taught Sabbath school. Sure did. Taught it in the morning. Came out of Exodus 32 through 34. Golden calf all the way up until the recreation of the Ten Commandments. Hmm. And they cover that part where Moses set up that tent outside the camp after he well leading up into that you know he came through and he was like when he after he tore the calf up ground it up in the powder made the Israelites drink it oh. he said who's on Yah's side and the Levites grabbed their swords he was like go through the camp kill a brother a neighbor and a son each of them at least had three kills on them. a brother a neighbor and a son yep, that's what it say a brother neighbor and a son with Dang. the zeal of the Levites starting this like Chapter 32, starting at verse 25, man. Israel's apostasy. They always doing something apostate. They always apostatizing. Always apostatizing, bro. It's funny, you hear when you hear apostate, apostate. It's like, bro, don't they have an apostolic church? Apostolic church. I don't know if they really do. It sounds familiar, but I can't confirm one way or another. See if they say they do or say they don't. That wouldn't be proper. Maybe it's like apostle, like a pop, yeah, okay. apost, like like yeah, an apostle. You got apostasy in your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like that. Right. Yeah, that ain't right. But <laughs> it was interesting Sometime, to me though, man. man. Um, and uh, the big—I mean, the biggest thing I love about this little stretch right here is when Moses asked the Most High to reveal to him His glory. And he was like, "I'm gonna proclaim my name in front of you, but I gotta put my hand on you, hide you in the cleft." Mm. Because if you see my face, you're going to die. And the note down here in the bottom said this is something that's referred to later on in the Old Testament when people couldn't see the face of the Most High. And then they, they, they said this includes the seraphim who have six wings who shout holy, holy, holy around them night and day. They have to cover their face with two of their wings. They got six wings, up, middle, and down. They use two of them to cover their faces while they yell it because when they start giving them praise, his glory grows. Huh. It expands. Huh. And I was just like, the thought of that, man, it was like, it's amazing, man. So, um, and then, of course, when Moses came out from rapping to the Most High, his face was shining. <laughs> he had to wear a veil. Um, but, yeah, man, um, my message to the people is the same as it, you know, same as it's been. Seek truth. There's a lot of history, a lot of heritage in this Bible. You know, this past week I was listening to some Malcolm X started reading the a lot of stuff about you know our heritage and how it extends back further than slavery. It really does, man. Slavery is not where it begins. It's so much further back than that. Um, but yeah, man. What happened on Saturday night, man? 
Unless you got something else to say, what's good? Oh, no, I was just about, you know, slavery. <clears throat> slavery was a chapter before the last. Even though it had been, well, slavery in this country, because mm -hmm. it's still going on. But it's about to be lifted. All that mess is about to be done away with in a, in a mighty way. Mighty way. Yeah, at the most, how about to show off? But, man, you know, excuse me. He allowed me an opportunity to, uh, basically, <laughs> it turned out to be like an interview. Yeah, it did. Session at Metro. <clears throat> um, young lady, Arlette Power, reached out for their youth ministry, uh, Teens 4G, Teens for God. And uh, they're doing a transparency series. And, you know, the subject matter was not allowing jail to ruin my life. And anybody that's been following us and <laughs> And tuning in, y'all know it ain't no secret that you know, I've been to jail and have had experiences being incarcerated while doing this show. So, I mean, all praise to the most high. The opportunities were, were um, they were learned experiences. You know, they didn't become, I didn't let them, you know, get me so out of whack in my thinking that I felt like there was no hope. You know what I'm saying? Everything is all downhill from here because I keep finding myself in trouble with the law from time to time. But <clears throat> um, it was said that the, you know, the conversation was a blessing to the, to the hearers mm -hmm. that were present. Um, it's interesting. As many people that have been invited, you know, didn't a lot of people really show up, mm -hmm. but the faithful few it did come out, you know, I'd asked the young lady prior to getting there if they were going to stream it. And she was like, nah, because I had somebody ask me if it was going to be streamed online. But once the people didn't, once the people didn't show, she was like, look, we can either cancel it or, or no, she said reschedule or we could just stream the joint through Metro's website. And I was like, well, if we cancel the joint, the devil wins. So we ain't canceling Yeah, nothing. we ain't doing that. You know, so... She ultimately ended up streaming the joint, and you know, as of this morning, when I looked at the joint, like two hundred some, two hundred some people have viewed the joint. You know, I doubt two hundred some people would have came out to the church anyway. Right. But just that night, one hundred sixty some people have viewed it. She said that the website is connected to like four thousand different individuals. So, the Most High worked it out so that people, where he knew he had people places that couldn't get there, but had people showed up at the church, then the thought when they came, the shawty to stream it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all praise to the Most High. He works everything out according to His will. You know, it was a blessing for me to be used to be transparent and uh, you know just tell a little bit about what the Most High has brought me through. Mm -hmm. And um, I had fun at the same time. Know, yeah. a little sonic flow. Hey. You know. I had never, I had heard your stories before, but I had never, I wasn't acquainted with the name Clubby. Yeah, old Clubby, man. Big Clubby, huh? Man, that was interesting. It's interesting dude. That was an interesting experience, man. Cause <laughs> you gotta think, man, you 16. I don't care what you think about yourself, or how big you was, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You're in jail, man. Right. You got stripes on. You're going behind the bars, mm -hmm. you know? And when they close the door behind you, open up the door where you gonna go. 
his monster comes out the joint, man. Now you said how small the joint was, dog. Yeah, so the joint wasn't big. It was it's a it was a it's an old jail. An old joint, right? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Uh -huh. It's each block got one, two, three, four, like five or six cells. And the joint wasn't, man. You walk in the main, you might you add another four or five feet, that's the block. And you got six cells. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they was like. Like the windows, probably. Four by four by eights, maybe. Four Boy. by eights, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, your bunk is like two feet. And you got two feet to move around the side, eight feet deep. You know? Yeah. Not very much room, so. Especially for him in there. Heck nah. You know, with the most how <laughs> I worked it out, man. That was a learning experience, too. Taught that man how to play chess. You know, did some uh, some Bible studying with the brother. Right. Yeah, everything worked out. You know, we had no problem. Ended up, I was just like running the block for a minute. What's that? You said yeah, water. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, the way the setup was. I mean, the fact that he the first the first conversation he had with you was to ask you what in the world you're reading. I mean, you know, those those types. You know yeah. Oh yeah, your name, and then you know, go into that because you had it on you. I mean, that was instantly teaching mode. Yeah, man. When he when he woke up, I was like, here we go. Here we go. This is this is this is the first day. I'm like, I came in at like three o'clock in the morning, woke the man out of sleep. He was already pissed off. He coming to jail. You know, he had to get himself back to sleep. Wake up in the morning. I'm like, here we go. You know, here we go. It's, it's gonna happen one or two ways. And uh, we got Lamar. Lamar out there? Hey. It's gonna happen one or two ways, man. But you know, I pray to the most high. Come on in, man. It, uh, it worked out the way it was supposed to work out. He's on the heat field right there on the, on the chair, right? Oh, okay. What's up, Joe? What's up? What's up, bro? How you feeling? All right. What's up? How you feeling, man? All right. Oh. Yeah. All right, bro? Man, I'm tired, bro. I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm ready to go to sleep. I ain't got too much. I ain't got too much left in me, man. I really don't, man. I'm glad I'm off tomorrow. I try like, uh, I mean, she said when when I heard I overheard y'all having a conversation. She said yours was the second one yeah. in the series. I of thought it was the last. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested to see uh, this program he was at last night. Last night. I sent you the text, the uh, the uh, transparency series mm -hmm. at Metro. Okay. Metropolitan SDA Church on Riggs Road. Ridge. Riggs. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, man, always, um, he was rapping about, uh, about incarceration, how it didn't affect his life or ways it did and did not. I was interested to talk to her, like, well, what other topics you gonna cover? Cause I mean, it's like, you know, she, when she called me about it, she was like, I need, we need somebody to talk. She had her topic already ready, talk about jail. So I'm interested to hear how deep she going with any other issues. Cause I, based on what she was gonna say, I was gonna say, well, shoot, I'll talk about that. Cause I know the stuff I talk about, a lot of people might not. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
And as you were sitting up there having that interview, man, the question she was asking was very poignant. Because I knew you was going to go in. You weren't going to hold nothing back. But that's what needs to happen. And the fact that it was recorded was a good thing because people can check it later. Not a lot of people were in attendance, but, you know, what would you say? Like when we left 163 people? 160 some people had viewed the joint. Yeah. So, so it was only like an hour and, what, 15 minutes? Something like that. An hour and 20 minutes. I kind of thought it was going to be. But I, I kind of like that setup because. If I'd have just been speaking, I'd have just been speaking. I, you know, I can get all over the place, you know. I'm, but she, the questions keep you moving in the right, excuse me, in the right direction. And ain't nothing like being asked a question. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I would much rather be in a room full of people that got questions than a bunch of people that think they know everything and, and ain't even gonna pay attention. Anyway, that's a waste of time. So, you know, we just started implementing that. You know, before we do whatever question, you know, you got questions. They go a little card and a pencil, write your question down. Mm-hmm. We take your you need to see where people's minds is at, man. I mean, people, people, it ain't about being entertained or just learning something. It's like, okay, oh, it's a good thing to have people voice what's on their mind. And then we meet it right there. Cause, and the thing is, I think what we do with our programs is we set the tone to let people know, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to go into it. So there's, there's no holes bars around here. If you scared to talk about it, I will talk about it first so that time when your question comes to be answered, you won't have no fear of talking, you know what I'm saying, or speaking exactly what's on your mind. Sometimes people are, sometimes ain't. But, you know, like, for instance, the week before O did his thing, we was at uh, this other church, Bladensburg, and we got two questions that came to us. The first one was, what do you think about homosexuals leading out in church, leading out, like being up front and stuff like that. And the second one was, you know, how do you – how do you relate or talk to this this teenage, preteen age uh, youth when they don't want to listen to nothing? You know what I'm saying? And um, O brought up an interesting point last night, man, because it's so unorthodox, but it's the realest way we know how to do it. Like this mother called me one time from this church, Bladensburg. Now, her son wasn't there when we were there last week, but she was like, oh, I need you to come up this jump and talk to my son because he's smoking weed and we, we don't know what to do with him. We about to throw, that's, that's, that's her mindset, that's what she's saying. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Uh, so what do you think? Well, he don't listen to nobody, you know what I'm saying? We don't try to talk to him. I told him to stop doing it. So it, it's that typical parental tutelage to be like, nah, you just can't do it. Not know why or what's the effects of this or getting deeper. It's just like, no, nah, I don't do it. Why? Because I said so, that type of thing. Also had an interesting experience when I was up at DuPont. This woman came up to me, and she was like, I need you to come to my son. He just got out the pen maybe like two weeks ago. All he does is sit around the house. He's quiet, ain't really got no friends, but we about to kill him because he don't want to go out, you know, and get no hustle or go get no job. He's just chilling. I was like, well, where is he? He was like, he's sitting right there. And he was actually in the church, sitting in the pew. He's leaned up against the side, you know what I'm saying? Head was knotted up. And I was like, well, do this. I was like, if he's open to rap, about something, you haven't called me. This is my number. Pass me the information. Because there has to be an understanding. It ain't going to force us down nobody's throat. You know what I'm saying? And my approach is, like what O said, is like, Gang, if a kid is struggling with something, first of all, we're going to take you away from the environment where all your people's at. We're going to sit some down some somewhere and rap. We're talking about weed. I might spark up with you and talk to you about that while we spark. But some adults might be like, no, why are you going to do that? I was like, because okay. that's how communication begins. If I meet you right there on your level, then he's like, oh, okay, ain't no judgment. No, it ain't, because me and you right here in the same boat. You know what I'm saying? We still alive. We still both breathing. The grace of the Most High is clearly on us because we ain't, we ain't dropped dead. So I can talk to you about anything. 
You know what I'm saying? Whether that be the drink, whether it be with porn, whether it be with weed, better be with whatever you struggle with, frustration, anger, like depression. We're going to talk about all that stuff because at one point in our life, that's why I love this clique that the Most High done put together. All of us have met, have, have dealt with something. All of us have dealt with something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I think the eye-opening thing that, and that's, that's, this is what I'm hoping that the people who watch the aftermath of O's interview really take to heart. It's like the difference that transparency actually makes goes a lot farther than turning on an interview and he have a cookie cutter conversation. We know the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, and just run along the lines. Don't get deep. And a lot of people do that. O even started to get deep, but they, you know, deflected a little bit. <laughs> and they was like, he was talking about um Man, I'm gonna I'm a jump down them people's throat, man. That's, that's what the most I told me to do. So that's what I'm gonna do. I can't wait until I got like four hours. Four. At least four, you know what I'm saying? Because an hour and a half ain't enough time. You you cutting stories short. You know, you, 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 you know, downsizing the testimony. Because sometimes you got to get some prerequisite information. I got to let you know what happened when I was like 14, 15, that led up to that incident when I was 18, that ultimately resulted in me doing this when I was 25, and yeah. now at 39, yeah. this is what the situation is. So you get a full, you know, you know what do you call it? Uh, yeah, Smoke, you know. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's coming. <laughs> oh, it's definitely it's coming. coming. I mean, as I saw him getting interviewed, I started thinking about, you know, the fact when other members in the joint get interviewed, because everybody got something interesting to say. You know what I'm saying? I start, actually started thinking about you know, like some of what my greatest testimonies are and how, like I, my joint is mean, I ain't even stepped really into it because it frightens me. There's a portion of my life where if I reflect on it too long, I end up glorifying it. And that's when I was traveling to do what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Just to be real, seeing women partying in other places, seeing how they got down and just being carefree and careless with it. And a lot of people don't know that started, like the interest for me, that started in like the sixth grade. We had, we had this program, or not this, this program, this project that the teacher assigned. She gave everybody in the room a country to do a book report on, and I got Brazil. <laughs> and from that point on, it was a wrap. In my mind, I was in sixth grade, I was like, I'm going to this country. Because the things I had, I remember Disney Channel had this, you know how they had them little, little musical, mini musical things. It wasn't a movie, and it wasn't a movie. It was like a little mini musical, but it had people and cartoons in the same joint, like Roger Rabbit. And I saw it, and it was like Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Goofy like went to this parade in Copacabana. You had all these people riding around dancing, they was partying, everybody was happy singing songs. And then, not only that, they had these cartoons, and they had like tigers, jaguars, toucans, all this stuff. I'm looking at the joint, my eyes is like, yeah, that place look amazing. Where is this place? They said, Rio de Janeiro. First time I ever heard of it. I did that book report, man. I came up in that joint, gave my little spill, talked about the rainforest, because the Amazon is down there, and how that joint, the Amazon produces 70 to 80% of the world's rain, because all them trees, all them trees just kick up gas. That's how the Most High irrigates the world. He just waters the world through a jungle. And I know that now, because I've studied, but like, knowing it before, it's just a big jungle, you know what I'm saying? But then, 
like how the Most High uses, how he controls nature, man. He takes the rain from there and then takes the wind and blows it to another continent so that they can get rain in Africa. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> but yeah, from that point on, man, it was like, I'm going to go to Brazil and in the eighth grade, eighth grade class trip, most classes went to like Wild World. King Jermaine, you know, we always spoke around here, you're Wild World. Um, our eighth grade class trip was to London, England. It was a wrap after that. I, I, was, I flew. I flew over the Atlantic and landed in mm -hmm. another country, and I was, well, how was you, 14? Eighth grade? Eighth grade. 13, 14, somewhere around there. 94. 94. I was 14, 94. Yep. Because we graduated right after that in May. So we went We went in like late March, early April, about a week. We was out there joint. Lost they my mind. I don't care that much about you in public school, man. They're not going to. They can send you to another country for your eighth grade trip. Your eighth grade trip. But uh, we had we had this, you know, she's asleep, man. But this woman named Lafice Quinona is powerful. You know them them powerful black women who just got the love and the passion to see their youth. Mm -hmm. The African American woman prosper mm -hmm. and she gonna give them she gonna break her neck to give them every opportunity. Mm -hmm. she, that's who she was. She demanded excellence. And when she stepped in the room, she had big dreams, big ideas, she attacked when after whoever said, you know, we getting these kids to London, England, we're going to expose them to some culture. And she made it happen. And she was doing that the whole time she was there. She went to sleep maybe about two years ago. You know what I'm saying? I was at the funeral. It couldn't believe it. She, she had, you know, cancer, man. The joint got to her. She used to smoke way back in the day. That joint caught up. But, man, it was, yeah, man. But I thank her for that. But it ended up opening my eyes to, hey, man, I can, I can get out of here. Wild out. I can be a different person. Change my persona, learn a little bit of the language. Say, I don't gotta tell you my name is Brad. Call my son, call my name Bartholomew, mm -hmm. Brian, mm -hmm. you know, Esteban. I would, and I, if I could spit the language, the people would pick up, they, and that's what they would call me. And then just having that freedom to be somebody, it's like acting. It's like acting. Exactly man. what it is. It was acting. That's exactly what it is. That's why the most, as you know, it's, it's funny, right? Because I've thought about it. I was like, man, if I ever moved away, it's one thing to take the opportunity to literally be somebody different. You know what I'm saying? And what you were before you left where you was at. Mm -hmm. But wherever I go, I'm going to be me. <laughs> I'm going to be me, Joe. And it's going to be you either going to love it or leave it alone. Right. You know, I can't wait to look some of them foreigners in their eyes and let them know, I know what you do. I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You right here, bro. Don't, don't die. You go, wait, I'm not going around that corner with you, man. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Nah, bring that around here to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got Shawty too, right here with you. Oh, 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 we cool there. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's an understanding. Everybody don't possess that understanding. You know, it's certain. I don't, and I don't know. I've never been out the country. I've been to Florida. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's about the furthest south I've been. Nah, but. Ohio, and I think upstate New York. You know, other than that, if I can't drive there, I'm not going to see it no time soon, bro. I'm not getting that air. I've spent enough time around planes at BWI. It's not enough space, bro. Gotta get in that air, bro. But it's not enough space. <laughs> Get a, get an exit road. You have space. Nah, I need to be on what a B fifty two bomber or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with, the, with the cargo bay, brother. You I will chill in the cargo bay. That's like a, a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need in the room. Yeah, I don't want to look over and see the other side of the plane right there. Right. <laughs> Seven <laughs> or eight plane, people between. Right. Hey, brother, listen. You don't. Yeah. What if I want to go outside? It's a beautiful view. No. It's a beautiful view, dog. I look. I'm gonna take your word for it. I'm gonna take your word for it. 
I'm a, when I see the gates of heaven, I'm going to be on my own. I'm going to be using my own wings. Right. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not, no, I don't trust them people. No. I believe you, brother. I One believe you. Take a picture for me next time you up there. <laughs> I actually got some more joke. here, like text looking out the joke, window. Right? All I want to see is if the world has got a curve, if the planet really got a curve. Nah, but the the windows you, is concave, though, so they cheating anyway. Nah, if you if you look at the earth from up there, it just looks like just miles of land and, like, these little specks be housed. You see how small we really are, really. You know what I'm saying? But the one thing I did see out there, and it was pretty common wherever I went, the black man was treated with a lot more respect everywhere else. And that, that messed me up. The rate racism exists everywhere, but this is the number one thing that I've seen. This country, particularly Hollywood, does an excellent job in portraying the African-American to fulfill all the negative stereotypes that we come to know. And that stretches all the way across the globe. It's in movies, on Netflix, on internet, everywhere. Criminals, thugs, untrustworthy, fatherless houses, single mothers, loud, crazy, no sense, all that stuff. Vulgar, it's everywhere. But the crazy thing about it is, you go to these other places, you go to the communities that are not middle class or upper class, they mimic everything we, we are. You know what I'm saying? I go places, hey, Barack Obama, uh, Jay-Z. You know? And that's, that's what they say to me to, to open up communication because they don't speak my language. And then they see how I'm dressed. I'm dressed, man, I'm dressed, I'll be dressed like this. They'll think I came out of like a music video or something because they see that. They see that. They see that, that portrayal. And plus our music. Our music is so daggone contagious and pervasive. It makes you move because we got rhythm. So it's like everywhere there's a respect for the black man everywhere else man everywhere well, else. man was like <laughs> he, he was talking yesterday he said the movie king kong is the story about the the, the plight <laughs> of the american negro yeah <laughs> you were you big and black of course you taken from taking the white man comes mm. to your land this foreign land you ain't bothering nobody ain't bothering chain nobody. you up put you on this boat bring you over here you lose your mind, you get to tripping, and the only thing <laughs> that could tame you was a little white, white woman. White woman. Yeah. I don't want, look. I heard that too. Brother, this is real talk. I look, I mean, I had been one white girl in my life that I can recall, and it was not a memorable experience. <laughs> it wasn't. And I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be vulgar and go into right. no detail, but you know, uh, they need to keep their clothes on. That's <coughs> no. They have no color to you. Hey man, where you is you your color? I was having a conversation with Raphael about this today. I was like, when a black man gets with any other woman in the world and they produce children, it'd be like some of the most intelligent, beautiful looking children. You add black to anything, you have, you have enhanced. You got something special. You've enhanced. You've enhanced. You've enhanced. Black and Asian, black and white, black and Hispanic, anything. That joint just gets enhanced. And I was, he's like, it just be blowing my mind. And I was like, that's because the most high knew what he was doing when he pulled us from the soil, from the dirt, man. You know what I'm saying? That loss of, that loss of pigmentation going way back in the day was a mark of disease. I think the mark devil of was white, man. I think Lucifer was white. Yeah. That's just my opinion. That's not a fact. I don't know this. I think he was, I think he was white. I think he is, currently. Not Caucasian, but white. Just pale white, right? Just pale. That's just, that's just me. Yeah. 
Shit, we was, I was on that just to talk about. I was like, you know, I want to expose. I'm tired, bro. I told you. I want to go to sleep, man. I want to go to sleep, bro. Yeah, we wrap up at the top of the house. Ah, man, we got, we got, we got, we can go, we can go. I'm just, I'm tripping. I'm just, you know. <laughs> Tired, this man. is this about the realest real talk you gonna get? Cause we we ain't got no energy. I ain't got my Bible even, man. Yeah. I got I went ahead. I got I left my bag in the truck. I was expecting to go back home. I rode up with my brother. Yeah, you know, when I tell him tell the Brad, man, I rode a uh, one twenty five for the first time today, man. Yeah, yeah. Then my man got drove down the country, riding through the cornfields. It's almost like I was liberating. I was a little yeah. a little intimidated by that joke at first when he cranked Shaw. I was like, man, he lifted him up. I, mean, I don't want to ride no wheelies. I'm not. I'm not the wheelie type. I have no desire to be on one wheel. It's bad enough. I'm only on two. Right. You know, put me on like one. But once I got used to, he was like, "Man, don't try to show me up." He was. He putting around in, t- in second gear. I'm like, Joe, hit that joint. He come back around like he did. So I get on that. Once I got it moving. I'm like, yeah. This joker go. <laughs> ain't go no faster than third gear, though, bro. I'm not no fool. That joint felt like it was going 150 with no problem. I was going about 70 in third gear. Getting it going. I'm like, man, I don't know this cornfield. You know, it might be a whole lot of better, you know. Man. At least I'd have been in the dirt. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I thought somebody was making a move over there. <laughs> hey, man. That must have fun, though, man. It was been a relaxing day. Uh, I celebrate my little my little nephew's birthday, man, turned 10 uh, Tuesday. They over David Buster's now. Big I ten. ate some garbage. That's probably what it is. Yeah. I had a big old burger, some garbage. I ate some fries. Yeah, and drank a Sprite. Oh, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Said, with the Sprite. With a Sprite. Oh, with a Sprite, man. I'm going to be sleep soon. <laughs> I'm be sleep soon, man. I'm not going to lie. I generally have a lot more energy than this, especially coming in here. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, man, yeah. What's up? You know,
Let me let me repeat what you're saying, sir, because I know you ain't mic'd up. What my brother was talking about, he's saying, um, oh, I'm sorry. That's all good. I no. might vaguely be able to hear you. Um, the little mic hanging right there. He was just he was he was expressing his thoughts on the importance of of accepting where you are with the knowledge that the most high sets you where you are. So it's not about going through your life and having regrets saying what if, coulda, shoulda, woulda, that type thing, or why, why not. It's when you can sit back and look at the people who are in your life, the situation that you're currently in, and then how you face it. Um, and just having a positive outlook on it because it wasn't you who designed or ordered your steps to get where you are in the first place. The most high did it. So that's what he's expressing. Um, I hope I captured that right. But you also you mentioned accepting and living in that moment. That's nothing that's crucial if we could grasp that and actually apply it. Like stop worrying about Man. whatever happened 20 minutes ago. Yes, definitely don't worry about what happened yesterday. But and don't even concern yourself with what could potentially happen tomorrow. What's going on right now? What are we doing right now? And if more people thought like that, they wouldn't waste so many opportunities when you. Could potentially meet somebody. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I something as simple as I'm in, I'm in Subway uh, Saturday down there in Waldo. Lady just as nice. You know what I'm saying? Just as polite. Just she was just thrilled to be working at Subway. Made my sandwich. You know, she was about to ring me up, and then the manager came over there and told her go ahead, go take the other people's orders. He would ring me up. He rung me up. Most I was like, you know, tell her thank you. She walked off. I wasn't gonna yell thank you to her, but I felt like I was being told to tell her just say thank you. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you making my sandwich. And when I walk, I'm looking at her. I'm walking by. If I get to the door and she don't look at me, I ain't saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? She never looked up. I went on outside. Most I was like, you just gonna eat your sandwich without washing your hands? Dang, I just need to use the bathroom. I go back in there, use the bathroom. He's like, tell her thank you. When I walked back out, she was at the register. I leaned over to her. She like, I said, oh, thank you. I appreciate you making my, my sandwich for me. Mm -hmm. You have a good day. She was like, oh, you're welcome, sweetie. You know what I'm saying? And with a big old smile, I felt a little better. You know, sometimes it goes a long way being polite. You know what I'm saying? Not always being, you know, just because you look mad all the time don't mean you have to be an angry person. You know what I'm saying? You, I know this. I'm positive we share the same look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm positive when you be in the, yeah, I ain't know how it is, you know, regardless of which you you know, the whole time, you might be thinking about, damn, it's hot, you know what I'm saying, or, you know, anything, it ain't like that necessarily, man, if I see that, nigga, you know, the whole time, somebody better look at you, like, man, dog, that nigga, he coming for me, so I'm not looking at you, bruh, I'm looking all the way past you, man, I'm looking two, three days down the road type stuff, man, but it's, it's, we were talking about that on the show last night, man, on the, not the show, at the, uh, little interview joint, it's, it's, I feel like I'm getting to a point, like I said, 39, Joe, about to be 40. Scripturally, we're about to be elders. That was the adolescent age was from whatever to 40. 
then you became an elder. You start embracing your gray, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Your skin ain't gonna be as tight as it used to be. You know, you might not have muscle where you used to have muscle at, but you know something. You done been through some stuff and you can advise as opposed to just talk. Some people need to just shut up because what they're talking about means nothing. Has no real substance to it. Especially a lot of these pastors. That's where you got me at now. Man, I'm 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 just tired of listening to it. Because if you're not gonna if you're not gonna if I'm studying more than you are, and you're the pastor, you're the one in charge of the flock, but I can raise questions to you about scripture that you're it's foreign to you. You don't even know where is that in the Bible? Thyself. Thyself first. You know what I'm saying? You you hear something you like on the radio, you like I could preach on that. They may, may not even have no biblical background. You create a sermon full of stories and might find a scripture to go along with one of your points. And you, oh, Pastor preached today. What did he say? Nothing. He gave you nothing to take you through the week. And, and I mean, but people, people love it. And they, they drop their money in the basket two, three times a day. And, and, and you know, pastor account swollen. And you ain't got gas in your car. You know what I'm saying? You think Pastor gonna take you around the corner to BP and fill your tank up? Yeah, nah. Man, that stuff bothers me, man. Because that's not, well, it's not ministry. It's not Christian. Man, the Son of God was born this way. He was born for people. Any type of people. Not just those who had heads and hair, but people. Yeah. Yeah. To their church. Numbers. More money. Yeah, numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Numbers. And, and, and uh, uh, back in the slave days, uh, they used to ask you who your master. Now they ask you who your pastor. Mm. <laughs> mm. Why, why that matter? Mm. Why that matter? I know who my God is. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, but don't get me started. What you mean? Don't get you started, man. I'll be here till tomorrow. So that's that, that's hey, what bro. we rap about here. Saying whatever, whatever the ruach put on you, you know what I'm saying. It's it, it, the Most High. He's 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 about to break down this false system of religion, mm -hmm. and he's doing it from the inside out. Yes, he is. You know what I'm saying? Because the leaders are falling apart. The people are tired. The people stop. I mean, look, man. If your if your praise team ain't hype, and your pastor can't make you cry, that church is nothing. It's nothing. You got to be jamming doing praise and worship. You know, somebody got to be running around doing some cartwheels or something with they, with they baton. I'm not taking away from nothing the way nobody worship. I can't tell you not to worship the most high the way he has put it on you to worship him. But I asked a young lady one time, <laughs> I asked her one time because she, she goes to praise and worship, she was one of the praise and worship leaders at RPC. I was curious as if ever Pastor Graham was speaking this Saturday. I said, man, you know who's speaking this Saturday? I don't know, I'm not performing this week. Those were her words. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that's what we were doing. I didn't, I didn't know that's what took place on Sabbath. I didn't know you were performing. I thought it was ministry. So you acting when you up there jumping around. That's, you're not really excited. 
You're trying to get everybody else to jump. Come on, stand on your feet. Clap your hands. No. No, this is a day of rest. I'm tired. I'm going to sit right <laughs> we here give, we get back and to listen that. to you. Come right back you around to be in time. <laughs> Bro, you know, that pastor always, everybody wants you to hit your neighbor. Say something to this person. Oh, say something I, to I can't person. stand that, What? Jones. You tell them. Tap your neighbor and tell them. You know what I'm saying? They playing a game. Tap your neighbor and tell them this, tell them that. Brother, I don't care if you ever respond to me. If I'm, if I'm giving you a message from the Most High, I don't care if you ever respond. Yeah, I You ain't got to acknowledge. You ain't got to let me know you hear me. The Most High. The most I know, I'm saying what he told me to say. You gonna, you gonna think about it. You, gonna, you, you definitely gonna think about it. It's I told on. this man, yeah, one time I went to a church, and the pastor was one of them big joints. He uh, he was getting into it, he's getting going, and then during almost when he did the altar call, he was really into it, he hollering, hey, <laughs> he was making these points, and people got up from their seats and walked down front, and let's say this is the stage. They walked into the stage and dropped money right at his feet. I had never seen anything like that in my life. And and, and when it happened, more people did. They was just dropping money. You could see the dollars just fall. I was like, I was looking around when nobody else thinking it was odd. And the more more money they dropped, the louder he got. Mm -hmm. I was like, the only time I've seen people walk up to a stage and drop money is at a strip club. club. (laughs) At a strip club. I was like, and and then one of the explanations on why that pastor allowed that was be he said nah, I don't know this man, but he said that there are pastors who were at this church who have retired. He takes that money and adds it to their retirement fund. That was the explanation given to me. I was like, even if that were true, the mindset of a man who is speaking words and people are dropping money in his feet, you talking about you can't you can't tell me his pride ain't through the roof. You start dro- if somebody man. came in here, start dropping money while me and O talking, I'd be like, you got you got to get out of here, man. You got to get out of here with that, Joe, because that's like. I'm going to get the money. Yeah, you want to throw money down? I'm going to get that. Yeah, let me get that. I'm about to be in church. You you drop drop, drop some money. Drop some money. (laughs) And it ain't in the offering plate. Man, yeah, you want to keep throwing money on the ground. (laughs) They had these, yeah. I've been to a rack of churches and they do that, but man, do you know why they do that? Why why do they do that? Most of them do it because it's like they're um, not I'm not saying I agree with it or it makes sense to me, but uh, this is the understanding that they um, gave me or whatever, but they do it as an uh, offering to God. They uh, 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 put the money before the name of God because they're planting a seed. Uh, it's like saying amen without saying amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they put the money down to plant the seed into the plant, uh, the seed into a holy realm so they can see whatever they're praying to God for flourish from that donation. Wow. Sounds very elaborate. That's that's the reason. It's a it's a it's a well crafted elaborate reason. That's all I'm saying, Joe. It's it's like you said the woman was saying. Yeah, I don't perform to that. It's a performance. It's a shift to something. Mm. That's why them jokers got their reward here. They got their reward here. We supposed to lay up for ourselves treasure in heaven. And that's the sad part about it. You a preacher? You not looking to go to the kingdom? Yeah, your expectation is in heaven? Nah, I got, I got you know, what's his name? Uh, Save the Seed Ministry. I don't know. Uh, I heard of that before. I just can't name T.R.L. Ministry. Dr. Shine and Didi Freeman. Matt, man, you see his house in Brandywine, Joe? That man got a helicopter landing pad behind his house, man. He got, I think, a phantom. For what? Because he got, like, three vicious hustles. 
Three vicious hustles. Hey. Trap house. Hey. Three trap houses. A pimp, a pusher, or a preacher. That's what they were back in the day. Three P's. You was a pimp, a pusher, a preacher. And a lot of them preachers are all three. They pimps, <laughs> don't be a mess of South Central. <laughs> they said, Brother D, get the offer plate around that side. Nigga, get it around that side. <laughs> now we're going to have another side. selection from the choir. Right. With his toothpick yeah, in his yeah, mouth. Like, toothpick, <laughs> yeah, with the toothpick. Yeah. That's right. Hey, nigga, get it around on that right. side. Yeah. Get the, brother, he said, brother, nigga, get the offer plate around that side. Nigga, get it around on that side. Like, now, get that money. Hey, Joe, I'm like, but can you imagine not having a connection with the most high? Man, That's the easiest hustle. All you easy. got to do is get a person worked up, and they go in their pocket. It's emotion. When people come to church, because they emotion, they in their emotions, and they want somebody to soothe their emotions, not really deliver them or minister to them. They want to be comfortable in their sin. And if you preach a feel-good message, when you lead the house of God, you ain't got to worry about changing. Because, oh, I'm going to be all right. Everything's all good. I ain't got to change. I am who I am. God know my heart. That's what we're going to say. You know, the crazy part about that is the scripture says that the heart is deceitfully wicked. wicked. Above all else. Desperately. Desperately, Desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. You know how wicked that is? Desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. And he knows that that's. But I'm like, you use that as almost a justification to do whatever. You know, oh, God knows my heart. He knows you effed up. That's what he knows about all of us. We all jacked. That's why he's merciful, man, but he wants us to come talk to him. He wants to reason with him. He's a reasonable being, a reasonable come spirit. Come let us reason together. Come let us reason together, man. Though your sins be a scholar, I can make them white. It's not I mean. You got to figure, you got to know that you wrong. You got to know that you are wrong, Perfect. and I can fix you. But if you think you good, oh, can't I'm do I, with you. I haven't done, I'm, look, I'm not as bad as him. Oh, we talked about that too. That's how the that's how the conversation opened up in the church. We have tears. I say tears like levels. That's mm-hmm. what I mean as far as tears. Um, we have levels of sin. This is worse than this. This is worse than that. This is worse than that. And we judge. We we ju- <laughs> we judge the heck out of people based on what we think is more heinous. That religious but that's that's done in society. That's done even in elementary school. You know what I'm saying? You. Certain things you getting expelled for, certain things you ain't. It's it's ingrained in us. You look at and one sin is to be darker than another. I mean, breaking the one commandment, you guilty of breaking them all. You know what I'm saying, type thing. But I know, and I'm not sure if it's in the scriptures or if it's something Political. that Ellen White talked about. But everybody is not going to burn for the same amount of time. If you don't make it. You're gonna anybody you ain't gonna burn forever either. You're gonna burn until you're burnt up. But they will. If you 21 and you chose the streets, you chose the streets. So you living the street life. Lose your soul. You 70, you chose the streets. And you lived it. Both y'all gonna burn. But it wouldn't be proper for that 21 year old to burn the same amount of time or with the same intensity that that 70-year-old who did probably a lot more in his life than that 21-year-old. So even in the most highest mercy, his infinite mercy and wisdom, it's like, you're gonna, you're gonna burn for what you did, not for what he did, and you're not gonna get in no trouble for what you did. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, you, that may have been the first time you ever heard anything like that, but, and the devil's gonna burn the longest. I would he's gonna burn for everything he's ever tempted anybody, ever tempted. Mm. So even the ones that's in heaven, 
that overcame some temptation, I think he's going to burn for a long, for a long time. When every, others have burnt up, I mean, I, I, you know, it's, I would it's, add to that, though, young, like, as far as the, the, the amount of how long you burn, but it says that the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we, I mean, a mistake is a mistake. The most high knows, I know I made tons, and he didn't choose to reach out to me until I was, like, low 30s. You know what I'm saying? I spent all the way up and then doing what I wanted. Ain't listen to him, ain't know him, until he decided to reach out. It was a choice after that to continue to do that. And that's why it says the wages of sin is death. In order to get wages, you got to work at it. So you chose the street. It's not just that you chose the street. You chose to work the street. Work the street way into your dying age. You worked that junk up until you was 21 or until you was 70. You're going to have opportunities. Most High is not going to let a man walk this earth that he gave life to, that he formed in a womb, have no chance to know who he is from top to bottom. He's going to be like, at one point, this is who I am. And then, because he's merciful, this is who I am, this is who I am, this is who I am. But you constantly like, nah, I got work to do. Nah, I got work to do. Nah, I got work to do. Can't do nothing with you. So you're working for your wages. Your wages is death. You're gone. You got to work that joint, man. Because he, just like you said, when the Savior was here, walking around, he was with the sinners, the publicans, the prostitutes, the pushers, the tax collectors, the worst of the worst. So much so that the religious elect and elite class looked at him and was like, oh, you must be tripping. You must, something must be wrong with you because you're hanging around with the people who are clearly sinners. But they as did not they understand. Huh? As if they themselves as if, were As not. if they themselves were not. Right. That's the problem. That's the biggest problem. We don't look at ourselves. We're too busy pointing the finger at everybody else. And, and we forget where they forgot where they came from. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's, 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 you know, you can't, like, Mm-hmm. That is, man, that, that's, that's, that's an amazing thing. That's like pulled from the mud. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He knew. <laughs> he said, it is pitch dark in that joint. But, you know, what the most high saying in the beginning, let there be light. You know what I'm saying? The light came from the darkness. It was darkness first. People don't really yeah. take note of that. You know, you consider darkness to be what? Evil, wicked, whatever. And, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the ruach. The spirit of the Most High hovered upon the face of the deep. That holy, violent, consecrated wind, which is what the Ruach, the definition in the Hebrew, a holy, violent, consecrated wind moved upon the face of the deep. And the Most High said, let there be light. So Yahweh came forth, you know what I'm saying? In the midst of darkness, and then he made two lesser lights. One to rule the day and one to rule the night. But the light had already been 
called forth, separated from darkness. Mm. Now, I don't know how you want to look at that as part of the war in heaven or whatever the case may be. The most I said be fruitful and multiply. Go forth and replenish the earth. My thought is to replenish something that had to be something there to begin with. Mm. Was, this, was, this, was this planet a dwelling place of fallen angels? Prior to that could be what a lot of Enoch was talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He has a lot of information on some wild stuff Man. that he was showing about stuff that took place on this planet. Yeah. And, and all, I guess it all depends on how deep you want to go. If you, if you, if all you like is the cover, you know, stick with the cover. I'm a, I'm a heavy equipment operator by trade. I dig. I like dirt. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't mind getting, I just started growing fingernails. I don't mind having dirt on my hand. My hands are dirty now. I was playing tennis or something. I need to wash my hands. Damn. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I like to dig, man. Landscaping, you know, you got to be in the soil. You got you to gotta figure out the ins and outs of these things, you know, what make it grow, what to kill it. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want the weeds to keep coming back. You got to know what to put on it to, 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 to get rid of it, to the root. Mm-hmm. You know, but the weed and the tail is going to go together. So to you got to get it to the root. You know, and, and it's sur- surface picking weeds. That means, nah, you got to get the root. Or it's going to come back. It's going to come back anyway, eventually. You know what I'm saying? But that's how, that's how our lives are. You know, we, we, we grab the, we just, we just take our fingers and pinch the bed. You know what I'm saying? Just get the stuff that, that you can see. But the root is all still there. It's all still there. It'll be back. A little rain, a little sunshine. You know, good times, bad times. It'll come back. It'll always come back. That's true. Hurt people hurt people. You got to get to the root. I didn't realize until I was 35 that I was damaged. I came up through a dysfunctional, fun- man, that stuff was crazy. But I'm like, I thought I was all right. Get with a psychologist and you get to thinking. And I'm like, hold up. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wrong with I am. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's, it's me. It's me. It's me. It's, it's me. I, I used to think it was everybody else. Got issues. I used to think it was everybody else. I'm like, hold up, man. Now we are all different. Something's wrong with me. I mean, something's wrong with all of us. I don't care right. who you are. Everybody got something. You know what I'm saying? But to consider the fact that my mother and my father did used to argue. My father did used to drink. That nigga did used to come stumbling in the house. We did used to have to wake him up off the toilet. I've been there. You know what I'm saying? Now. In my 30s, I was like, man, I've stumbled in the house. I've had to be waking up in the bathroom talking about, my father on the same path. Nothing's changed. That's deja vu. It, uh, uh, Denzel go back in, 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 in time and then realize he didn't really change anything. As if he, that was, a, I, that's one of my favorite movies. I, I that like was, that. I yeah, like you got to pay attention to that movie. But, I mean, that's, that's you got to, the fact that the most high can step into the past, he's present in the present, and he already knows the future, He's in control. I really believe he can, he, he will go back. If you stretch your brain back far enough and you see what you did, you can't do nothing about it. But if you stretch your brain back far enough to see what you did while communicating with him, he'll take that memory and let you know, I, I got that. That's taken care of. I covered that. You know what I'm saying? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Oh, I ain't never do nothing. You lying to yourself. People got them file cabinets. 
They file stuff away and they forget about them. Mm -hmm. I've heard several different females generally Female, use yeah. that that analogy or whatever the word is you use and describe. Yeah, file cabinets, and you could tell if you got one file cabinet got skull and bones on that joint, you know, the, the, or, the, or the yuck face. You know, that's that's dangerous. Yeah. They don't never want to talk about what's in that joint. It might be three, four, five dudes at the same time in that file cabinet off a drunk night, too much to kill it. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling them what got stuck in that file cabinet. For real. You know that's what I'm real. saying? That's real, Joe. In them. In them. In the file cabinet. You know what I'm saying? Up in them. You never know. Because I'm talking about Joe. We did, you, we, when you think ain't nobody looking, oh, man, I got to go to heaven. Because if my story. Yeah, it gets told in front of you everybody. Get to, if you see what I did. Yeah. No. It'll, nah, be, it'll be clear within the first five minutes. Oh, I see why he ain't making. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Ah, like, you ain't got to watch no more. You ain't got to watch no more. I think he did that. Oh, he's a, that's a sick dude right there, man. <laughs> something wrong with that joker. Man, nah, something wrong with him. I want the, the thing I love about the Most High is the fact that the more you know him, the more you understand how much he understands the human condition. Mm -hmm. We come into this world, we deal with our problems from the time that we are born all the way to the time we have understanding, late in age, you know what I'm saying? The word says if you honor your father and mother, you your days might be long. Let's say you got long days, did everything you're supposed to do. You come to a point in your life where you review your life, and it's like, man, you will have the thought. It's like, I'm the only one that's just like me. Mm. The Most High has seen your exact predicament before. He's seen a worse case than you, because you may think you're the worst in one area, and he's seen a lesser case, and he's fixed both. That's why we got this. Because everybody who exhibits the traits that we have, they in here. Yeah. You can find your traits in here. Yeah. And you can see how the Most High dealt with them. Because the one thing I love about this thing, if this, if this book portrayed everybody who was before us as saints, we had, no, we, had nothing to look, we had nothing to look forward to. It's a wrap for us. If everybody in this joint was a saint, perfect. Start to finish. Yeah. If you ain't never read about David and what he did with Bathsheba, if you ain't never read about Samson and him tipping around with... Uh, with Delilah. If you ain't never read about Elijah, you know, having moments of doubt, asking to be killed because a girl said she was going to take him out. If you ain't never read about these moments of weakness, you never see yourself in here. And then the greatest example of all, the whole nation of the children of Israel. If you can't look at their plight, their whole trek from Egypt all the way to Canaan and not see yourself, and that used to be me. I used to say, what's wrong with these niggas? They seen plagues. They seen the Red Sea split. They seen a pillar of fire and a pillar of a cloud. And then in the next chapter, they asked for a golden calf to lead them like the, like the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud did mm -hmm. because they got tired of waiting for Moses to come out the mountain after 40 days a night. Yeah. When you see stuff like that, I think of myself and how quickly I forget. We do the same thing. How quickly I forget. Yesterday, he forgave me for this. Today, my own thing. I'm alive. I'm breathing. I'm doing my fear, own thing. Fear, how can fear and faith uh, reside in the same sentence? How can fear and faith reside in the same sentence? Is there enough room in our temple for both? Or do you just want one? It depends on which one you let in. We got them two wolves. Whichever one you feed, that's the one that gets stronger. Yeah, you no, got I that mean, self. It's, it's just, to me, man, it took, man, that took me back to praise, boy. Ooh. Um, when Years ago, man. Years ago, I can't remember. Well, um, I told myself, I'm like, you know what? 
showed me last night, man, and just like with the, just like with what you said earlier about, like, just being, like, content, being in this moment, you know what I'm saying, embrace this moment, appreciate what the Most High is doing in this moment, good or bad or whatever the situation, whatever's going on, be accepting of it, like, man, my brother done been some stuff, and I don't understand how he's dealing with accept through the power of the most, like that peace that passes all understanding. But to wrap your mind around the concept that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. But that means these demons ain't dumb. They're not green. Principalities, these are these jokers, I can say royalty. They got rank. They got rank. They may have been rulers in other worlds when the enemy summoned together, you know, a third of heaven's host and and convinced them to go against the Most High. Who knows? They weren't all foot soldiers. And they military-minded, you know what I'm saying? And they they, they use stratagems mm. to to get at us, you know what I'm saying? Where he he been plotting on you since you was a baby. Because mm. he knew when you turned 21, you was going to want to be at that strip club around the corner from your house. So we had that dude that you was in like second grade with y'all never liked each other. And he would just look at you and you'd look at him because he lived down the street. And you coming out that strip club at 21, he'd like, damn, that one tell you. If he come out of that spot, get him. The most high spent all of your 18, all of 18, trying to convince you that you don't want to go to a strip club when you turn 21. Go when you turn 22. 
but don't go when you turn 21 or that might be it for you. Them type situations, that's how I see how the devil communicate with the Most High. He got a plan for each one of them, just like the Most High got a plan for each one of us. And he'll, he'll look over it. Uh, that's approved. Nah, can't do that. Okay. That's all right. Uh, all right, that's cool. Nah, nah, can't do that. Can't do that. All right, what else you got? Now, this is what I'm going to do. That's what you want to do, and I'm going to let you do that stuff. But this is what I'm going to do, even as you're doing that. This is what I'm going to be doing to combat that as long as he picks me. Got a that's choice. That's not going to work. In the midst of our wrong. Doing before, man. Crazy. That's what he do. That's crazy. Before the foundations of the world. He knew us to know that he knew you in the womb. Like wrap your mind around that. Wrap your mind around that. Knew you. He when he was thinking you into existence, because he had to pass through his mind first. He had to like we all a bunch of little wrinkles in his massive brain. Every time a wrinkle pops in his brain, it's a life. That's from birth to death. You just pass through the most high's mind. And he knows everything. He stitched us together. Babies probably have a ball in the womb. That's when you come out. Start hollering. You start crying because you just entered this BS. <laughs> oh, my God. What is this? Where's the, where's the nice, comfy sack I was just in? Now, you think about the mind of a youth, I'm too, cold, how it I'm gets naggy. crafted. How that joint gets crafted to even be one way or another. Like, one of the things I like to refer to is racism. You put a black baby with a white baby, they're going to play all day long. But it's until they learn that ingrained hatred from their surroundings, from their environment, then that's what forms who they are. And then, then now they're carrying that. So all it does is grow. It grows with them. That drink, that drink, so it, may, it, it boggles my mind. Like when the Savior said, he's like, don't, don't hold the children back. Let them come unto me. They Forbid them, them not. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Y'all get out the way. Matter of fact, in order to enter the kingdom, you got to be like one of them. Yeah. Just accepting everything that comes to you in this environment that you are, that I chose for you to live in. So, Man, that, that's deep as a mother. It's like if he knew you before the before you were in the womb, and he put you in your mother's room, womb, from the conception, he knew the environment you was going to be in, and he still got a plan with everything you done faced. That you think, man, this is the worst ever. No, it's not. No, it's not. You want to know what was the worst ever? The walk that Yeshua had to walk from birth till death. I remember when he opened up my mind one time I was reading, he was like, do you know that if... The Savior had jacked up when he was a teenager. Y'all have been lost? We like to think of him in his ministry after he turned 33 and stuff like that. But when he was a kid, when his brothers was doing that mischief, hey, let's, let's, Nazareth. Go, let's go steal that apple from the market. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Let's, let, let's go take this. And, and he had to be the one that's like, nah, y'all go ahead. I'm going to stay in this carpentry joint, get my hammer on. You know what I'm saying? Y'all be good. And they hated him for that because he was a goody two-shoes. He was a straight arrow. He was a straight shot. And then the pressure from his mind, from that peer pressure, from his own family that's here, in order to overcome that, the one thing he did, he kept consistent every day, early in the morning. He got up, went out into the nature that he created, and rat with his father. He got the power, he got the word, he got the wisdom that he needed for that day. And he carried him through the rest of the day. And every day he did the same thing, which is why when it came time to ministry, minister, he was like, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Because he done wrapped in me every day of his life. This anointing at this baptism, this is just for y'all. Because if he don't do this, then those of you who do not do it, y'all can't enter in. He's being baptized for those that will never get a chance to. That's why I love him so much. Because he did the stuff that we could never do. That we could never face. Bruh, to be taken into custody 
thrown into a Roman garrison with soldiers who don't know you. They ain't even got no beef with you. The beef is with the Jews. But they come around and spit in your face and smack you and say, who did it? And then not only do you not respond, but you're so powerful, you got to have the wherewithal in your mind not to think the thought, these jokers do this one more time. You can't even have that thought because angels is on the brim of heaven with their swords out like, ready, ready, ready to get them. And, and it won't it won't even be bloody. No, you got to understand. It won't even be bloody and messy because that's not necessary. These are human beings against supernatural powers. It's like y'all drop like breath out of your body. You thinking you big and bad and you about to do something with your pistol. Breath gone. Heart stop. Mind stop working. You drop. That's it. That's his power. But he did that because when he was in that garrison, he was thinking about me and my struggle. And how I can't get over. And how I repent of the same daggone thing day after day. And he's like, I got to hang for that, brother. I got to hang up there for him, Joe. I got to hang him for him. And then once the universe is watching and they see Satan's ultimate plan, because up until that point, niggas wasn't sure. They was like, he was like, young, my government is going to be better than the most highs. But let me see your true, let me see your true colors. This dude is about to defeat you, so what do you do? We throw the whole house at him. Satan was in his ear every minute of the way. You can't do this. He was there, dog. He was there in the garden. He was there on the walk to Gethsemane, uh, to, to, to Golgotha. He was there when that joint got planted into the ground. He was there when he was hanging. And the demons was whipping up the crowd, talking trash. Save yourself. Save yourself. Listen to what they were saying. You're supposed to be the king of everything. Save yourself. He could have had the thought. The sky had to get black because the father was just like, man, I can't watch this. He's like, why have you forsaken me? I'm talking about, yeah, this is one of the realest things if you think about it. It's like he did what we could never do. And when he said it was finished, slim, it was finished. Everything that the devil tries to drill in our head that we can't get over, that's a lie. Anything that he's telling you that he's like, young, you will never get over this. You a sucker. You doomed for hell. It's a lie. You already lost. When he said it is finished, what part of finish you don't understand? If something is finished, it's over. So what's my choice? Believe it or not. Just like he said, you either believe it or not. They scared of it, man. I'm telling you, Joe, he's. But to believe it, it's going to take you deep. It's going to take you He's deep. not shallow. He's, look how big he is. He's, he's deep. Can't be searched. It's unsearchable. So high, you can't get over him. So wide, you can't get around him. So deep, you can't get under him. That's how that song went. Yeah. He, 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 and he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he, like the brother said, man, he, I don't believe in chance. I don't believe in chance, and to know the circumstances under us meeting, what the other individual's intention was, we wasn't supposed to be cool. It shouldn't have been, it should have been a, it's unfortunate there was in a, 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 a spiritual setting, Bible study type joint though, but I mean, I'm not gonna go into all that because that's not the case, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But my man Jarrell, we wasn't supposed to be cool. We've been kicking it for 19 years. 20 years and I met him trying to steal from me caught him with his hand in my book bag trying to take my scientific calculator (laughs) because somebody told him that it was theirs a thief a a known he was a thief you know what I'm saying and he thought it was funny I'm new 
I'm the new kid. I only been there like three days. I didn't dress. I mean, I'm older, but I got held back. They kicked me out of school in Virginia. But you know, I'm dressed different. I had some like Durangos on, you know, the jeans with the button up. Everybody was still wearing like madness and you know, uh, uh, you know, athletic. You know, looking like you. Everybody go play basketball every day. I'm like, man, I'm only here for two months. I need to graduate and go on about my business. I don't know none of y'all. I don't want to get to know none of y'all. They already told me if I get in any trouble, I won't graduate, so please stay away from me. Everybody. <laughs> I look across the room, this nigga in my bag. I walk over to him like, bro, you need something? He's like, huh? I said, you in my bag, you need something? Oh, that's your bag? And he looked at the other dude. I'm like, nigga, you said this was yours, man, my bad, man. He gave me the calculator back. I said, man, these niggas playing games. They're playing games already. They ain't cahoots against me, man. It's not, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going down because I have to go. I'm new. I got to destroy somebody real fast so it'll be known. Not, not that one. Leave that one alone. Let him just graduate and go about his business. Kind of find out, man, a brother lived around the corner from me in Bannister. We, we've been cool ever since. You know what I'm saying? Work with the brother. Work with the brother. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and that's my man. That's my mind, this brother, you know what I'm saying? We, we peoples, you know, hey, very interesting group of young men. They're very interesting. You know, you, you need some interesting people like that on your side, you know? Interesting people. Very interesting. Don't, very interesting, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's about the best way to put that. You know, when you, you make, a, make a phone call to them, you hit a deer. No, 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 man, I ain't say that. You ain't getting into it? I ain't say that, but I was thinking, I'm sleepy. <laughs> I'm tired, man. I'm tired of looking at the clock. I was thinking about doing some shamanic flow. Bro, can I get a water, please, sir? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Man. I was thinking about hitting with some shamanic flow, man. What you going to hit him with? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Nah. I ain't got the energy for it, man. It takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot. I, re I finished writing the track yesterday, man. I got to memorize it, though. Nah, nah, that, that joint, nah. Nah, I just want some more. The joint I said, that was just um the chorus on that joint. But I, I like, finished writing a complete joint that I've been, I've been delaying on for a while. But all I got to do is like, sit aside. All I got to do is just sit aside and set aside the time. And that's what I did. But when you finish writing it, like it took me like two and a half hours to write the joint yesterday. When I was done, I just I had to lay down. Cause he gave me every word. He always gives me every word. I, Cause I ain't got no ambition. I was talking to Raphael the other day. I was like, for real live, Joe, what I see myself doing, if he allows me to do it for the rest of my life, I sit back and make beats. I make all y'all. I make all y'all beats. Shit, warm. One of them gonna be warm. Let me get the cold. Let me get the cold, Thank you, sir. Can I answer all that? <laughs> I need to call water. Can't do no water. I remember they made me drink warm water in the hospital. It's like you need to do it because you're sick. You can't drink cold water. Say if y'all don't get this cold bring water, give me some ice. Up. Bring that gas up in you, man. Ah, man. Shit, man. That's that's about all I had. We, you know, we that's what we do when we come in here, Joe. When those shares is open, we talk about growing pains, man. We talk about real stuff. Ain't no script. We ain't never had no script. We've been going what two and a half years. Mm-hmm.
without having no peace. You want peace because you don't have none, right? Think about that, bro. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He put it through the test to obtain the peace that we ask for. So, yeah, we ask, Lord, give me peace, give me strength. Okay. She give me, you gotta go now through something. Put you through this jungle over there by yourself with Godzilla, mm -hmm. uh, with King of Zamunda people, uh, Caesar, whoever. Yeah. By yourself. He said Zamunda. He did say Zamunda. Go in that jungle and get some peace. Oh, man. That's why you said that, because that's what I tried to tell the young lady, Lexus, at the, at, the, at the treatment facility. She said she asked the most high, I think she said, to make her stronger or to give her strength. And then what happened? Her brother got killed. Mm. See? So, sometimes we ask for the stuff that we ask for it unbeknownst to us. We unbeknownst. What we ask for. We don't know. We don't know. We don't mm. know. We don't mm, know. That's I real. tell people all the time, be careful what you ask God. Be careful. You better be careful. Because you're going to get it. And you ain't even got to act because you can think it because he heard <laughs> it. So you asked him yeah. already, but you ain't, you, ain't, you ain't have to say it. <sighs> man, be careful with that, man. Be careful. I don't ask for it no more. <laughs> I don't, bro. No, I don't. Like, I'm afraid of what I got to go, go through to obtain it. I'm scared. Like, you know, I ain't going to lie. I'm scared at this point now to even... If my requests come up to him and with that understanding, the thing that I do now that I didn't do before is I tell him my reasons why I'm asking this for it. He already know. Yeah, I know he know, but he, he want he needs me to verbalize it so I can hear myself talk. Mm -hmm. I need to I need to hear I need to hear myself because then it becomes authentic. I know he knows everything I'm about to say. But when I'm like young, I then he works this that's when he says, Come let us reason together. That's when he works it out with me. It's like young, I got to hit my man up because if I don't get something to twist up right now, I'm gonna lose it. And I know you got peace that surpasses all understanding, but I like the way that joint I like the way it puts my mind. So I'm going to ask for that, but instead, if you can give me that piece and get my mind right there and I don't have to have that, then I'm, I'm good with that. Because I know you are a holy, righteous God. And I ain't trying to take you out of your personality, but this is me and you rapping, Father. You know what I'm saying? When I have that type of real conversation, nonverbal, but up here, then it becomes real because he expands my mind as to what, and then he takes me to the source of the problem of why I even want the piece to begin with, just like you're saying. And he's like, now... Let's walk through why you want this piece. Then he starts me from A, B, C, and I walk through the joint. And then every step of the way, he shows how he has had his hand on me. So it makes me not even want whatever I wanted to begin with because then I see, I play detective with it. How many times have we come in here and gone back over conversations we had earlier in the week? We came, we heard something, and we was like, well, that don't mean nothing. Then later on in the week, I needed that mm -hmm. to give to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was going crazy because I ain't getting nothing out of it. But it wasn't for me. It was for me to receive to give to somebody else because it ain't about you. But he preserved me all week long and kept me sane all week long and caused me to remember it because when the person stood in front of me to get that word, he was like, remember that conversation? They need to hear it. Well, my mother got that diagnosis from the doctor, and I called her, and I was like, what happened? And she was like, well, you know, sounded down. I didn't know what to tell her. That I told oh I said that night I was like what is happening here, mm -hmm. 
I know what's happening, but I still had to ask the question, Father, what's happening here? Then that night I read about David and Goliath and see the whole drink brand new. I was like, oh, Ma, this is your Goliath. And what did David do? When all the Israel was standing there shook, David was like, yeah, who going to take out this uncircumcised Philistine who done taken away the honor from the Most High's people? Started talking. He was like, young, the same God that delivered a bear and a lion into my hand because they was fooling around with my sheep, I'm going to knock this dude out too. Ran at that joint. Goliath was out there talking big trash. He said he cussed him out in the name of his God. And David let him finish. When he was done, he was like, you got it all out? All right, now, in the name of Yahweh, who's going to put your head in my lap before the end of this day? I'm going to take you out. And then not only that, once I take you out, my crew going to slaughter your whole tribe, taking all y'all out. So let's get it on. He ran at that dude. Now, the thing that the Most High brought out to me when I was, because when he starts playing detective and gives me reading between the lines, he's like, Goliath stood six cubits. A cubit is three feet. That's 18 feet off the break. And then some. He said he had a dude with a shield. He had an own dude to carry his shield. He didn't carry his shield because it was too much. He had another man carry his shield and walk in front of him. Then he had a javelin across his back that he had horizontally. That joint was about 15 feet. So you're talking about a tall, wide dude coming, stomping up, and then talking trash to everybody. And David is looking like, who is this dude? Who's? And, and he ran at that. So I told my mother, I was like, we're going to run at this Goliath. Picked her joint, picked it. She was like, I need this faith because I'll be finding I don't have faith. And we got other family members who deal with the same diagnosis that she's stressing about right now. But to hear her prayers have been picking up. We go to see the doctor on Friday. Bruh. Did David kill Goliath? Did David, David kill Goliath? That's an interesting question. Well, I know why I know why he asked that. Yeah. He slung the stone, the angel put his hand on that joint and said, that's what he said was, he said the same God that delivered the lion and delivered the bear into his hand, even though he physically had an altercation with these two animals, the credit was given to the Most High yep. for delivering the bear and the lion into his hand. He said he's going to also deliver this Philistine into my hand. It is funny how sometimes, just taking the story literally, like Brad said, he slung the rock. The rock got about that angel killed Goliath when it struck him in his forehead and embedded itself into his, his but David ran up and chopped his head off. Had he not chopped his head off, do you think David would have got the fame that he got? Probably not. But the most I would have. Yeah. I just found it to be interesting. I've never really thought about that like that until you was talking. The chopping of the head off was the utmost disrespect. He That's why dead, though. Yeah, he, but it had to happen. Because it, it's, not, it's not only... It's not only confronting and knocking down the problem, it's the complete decimation of that. Yeah. It's, it, 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 I can get with that. Because all, all the Philistines was like, this is our dude. <laughs> and I, don't, all, I also believe this. The Most High was like, he wasn't the only giant in the crowd. He was among the other giants. He His was brothers was giants. Most, oh, yeah. His brothers, that's His exactly right. His brothers. So it's we, we talk names, about man. a bunch of big dudes. You got a bunch of 18-foot-tall jokers walking around being petty. <laughs> Patty jokers, man. You know what I'm saying? Slap the taste out your mouth just because you there. Hey, Joe. They was wild back then, bro. I can't bro. imagine. I can't imagine. Man, but sometimes, man, what, man, what that 
So sometimes when we want to need something, all it takes is a simple thank you. Just thank you. That's all right. Just thank you. You ain't gonna be thinking before because you know he's doing something. Doing something. No, he's doing something. Thank you. Thank you. He's doing something. It's a simple thing. Hmm. Look at this guy. Everyone hmm. asks a question from business. You gotta be a little bit more detail in this way. Hmm. Like if I'm going through something, I, I don't ask for a resolution. I ask what's the some type of guidance on how to God's will to fulfill what I'm going through. I don't necessarily say, sir, give me peace. Because that's I don't even know what that is. So hmm. you ask for that. And you get thrown like you said in the forest and you now now you lost. Now hmm. That is hard. You look at what the the, the the most highest people's issue was from the beginning. Like we seen, what was it, chapter 32, what you had open up? Exodus. Apostasy. You know what I'm saying? Israel's apostasy. We've gotten to a point in this country where we think the norm is proper. <laughs> like that's what it's supposed to be, because it's the norm. Or the tradition is proper because that's what everybody does. You have to go you have to go back and see what they were doing before they started messing up. Before they started messing up. That means before Egypt, you know, how were they living? What type of rules and regulations did they have as a people? What was Abraham and Isaac and them how were they living their lives? Because they did some they did some interesting stuff, but they kept the most high. They kept the most high first. He gave he gave them laws and regulations and statutes that they did not want to live by, so he gave them laws and statutes and, and, and rules that they shouldn't live by. It's in, it's in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 20. He gave them laws that they should not live by, should not live. He gave them laws and statutes that they should not live by because they didn't want to live by the laws and statutes that he gave them that would help them. He brought the madness into the camp because of disobedience, just like with the strong delusion, 2 Thessalonians, because there's no love for the truth. You're going to buy the strong delusion. You're going to buy it. If you're not willing to find out what that in its most original state means for us, you're eating the strong delusion. We all, I don't, I, 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 I'm, I'm no longer under the strong delusion. Um, and I don't think this brother is either, but the majority of the world, and I'm not taking anything away from anybody's individual relationship with the Most High, your prayer life, you're not, not coming for that at all. But there is a delusion being kicked around, and all the world is wondering after it. All the world. And 
they think people think it's, it's safe to disassociate yourself from denomination. You have non-denomination, non-denominational stuff, but we don't, we don't, we don't subscribe to that. We don't subscribe. We don't subscribe to that. Search the roots. Look at your foundation. Look at your bylaws or whatever that will have any worded your fundamental beliefs. I guarantee you they lined up with the papacy. I guarantee it. At the root. At the root. But people don't go that deep to even see what's at the root. They won't. Because they know, man, you know, the roots is in the ground. You gotta get dirty. And you gotta go deep to get to the roots. Shallow roots, that plant ain't gonna live. This thing has been thriving for what? Yeah. 1,500, 1,800 years, them deep roots. Yeah. And they, they, they stem from Rome. That's a long way to have reached the United States of America. That's a pretty strong yeah. deception that's being kicked around in this country. Yeah. It's an extremely strong, it's a strong, it's strong. He said, I will send strong delusion. I used to think he said, the scripture said, I was, I'm gonna send them the strong delusion or a strong delusion. No, he's like strong delusion is a weapon of his. I'm a, because there's no love for the truth, because you don't have a love for the truth, I will send strong delusion so that you will believe the lie. What is that? Second Thessalonians chapter yeah. two. Chapter two, what was it, verse nine? Let's start at nine. Second Thessalonians. Two nine, yeah. Verse nine. It feels weird not having my Bible. Second Thessalonians two. Yeah, even him who's coming on eleven. And for this cause, Yah shall send them strong delusion shall send them strong delusion that they should believe, this says a lie, but it actually in the King James says the lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. And that'll throw you, because you see unrighteousness, you may think, oh, they out there tripping, partying. They didn't take pleasure in the truth. The truth hurts. The truth is supposed to cut you. It's not supposed to feel good. What we know to be tradition is the biggest part of the strong delusion. You gotta get beyond that. You gotta get beyond all tradition. Almost, you gotta reboot your brain. Factory reset, mm. you know what I'm saying? Control, alt, delete, and, and clear the hard drive. Don't lose sight of the most high. Don't lose sight of his son. Don't lose sight of his spirit. But what you think you know about them, you've been lied to. I say that with all the confidence that I possess. Yeah. Hey, from, from what they look like to what their names are, yeah. we've been lied to. Now, we go back to what our, the people that he chose. He chose a certain group of people to deal with. What did they call them? How, do, how, how did they determine that he looks? Hair like wool, feet like, like brass, burnished eyes like fire. Man, we, we ain't running around with all them different <laughs> colored eyes and stuff. You know, most of our eyes is brown. Some variation of brown. All of us. And so we, we, Slim, we different. We different. He picked us for a reason. He put something in each one of us. It's not for you to know everything. I would advise you to be uh, more you say you, 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 you ask for details, you're not ambiguous with your prayers. 
I think this goes for all of us to ask the most high to open our minds up flat out. That could be considered ambiguous, you know, because you're not asking to open your mind up about any specific thing. About him. But to open, that's going to ultimately be what it's about. He's going to reveal to you him and everything. As much as you can take. Knocking the door shall be open. Question is, do you really want to see what's on the other side of that door? What did Morpheus tell that man? All I'm offering you is the truth. Nothing more. He gave him the pills. All I'm offering you is the truth. Nothing more. You know what I'm saying? And and to think about it, I mean, Joe, you takes a certain takes a certain type of person to consider. Man, for 37 years, I was off. When I saw I was off, I knew I was on the money with what I was talking about. But it was it was tainted. It was askew. It wasn't. It was askew. It wasn't as level as I thought it was. And there's a certain arrogance that comes along with thinking you know something. But then to know that you know something is a boldness that comes along with that. It's not an arrogance. It's no longer an arrogance. It's like, I know something you don't know, but I got something that you need. You know what I'm saying? And everybody needs the truth, man. The truth sets you free. If you're not possessing the truth, you're not truly free. You know what I'm saying? You're, oh, this is life, to know the one true Yah and his son who he sent. Everything stems on the Most High Son. Everything is geared towards drawing your attention towards the Most High Son. But if that's really not where your attention is being drawn, because the devil is a usurper and all he wants is our worship, however he can get it, if he's figured out a way to harness worship to himself by falsifying the one who the worship belongs to, I think that would, that would fall into the category of all the world wandering after the beast. My joint is young. It's like, why wouldn't he do that? You can't put nothing past that joker. There ain't nothing too wicked you can think of. Said, nah, he wouldn't do that. We talk about he is evil. Seeking who may be devour. And you know what that like? That means he he's going to help individually. Oh yeah. Keyword is may. Keyword is may. He ain't said the keyword there is may. May. Seeking whom he may, might, possibly, could devour. Keep stick with the most high. All that roaring. Hey, keep on. Keep on making that noise. Then you want a real short leash. That's him trying to see if you're scared or not, though. Trying to see if you're scared. Hey. Hey. You ever walk past, like, go through a cousin and somebody got some rocks or some shit in their backyard and you don't jump because you used to dog barking, like they just come, I mean, and man, they can come from out of nowhere, like, yeah. most people are like, oh. but don't know that dog there though, <laughs> don't know the dog there, <laughs> but you know the noise, you heard that noise, yeah. and you ain't tripping, you ain't fearful with that noise, yeah, that's the devil, barking, hmm. trying to sneak, catch you slipping down that cut, see if you really look into the hills from what's coming to your head. Mm. That's him doing that. 
All talk. All bark. He got no teeth. All gum. And he behind a fence. He gumming. And he behind a fence. That's what his beef was with Job. He said, man, all the reason he prays is because you got that hedge of protection around. He said, remove that hedge and watch him curse, watch him curse you. He pulled it back. He pulled it back, but he still said you can't take his life, though. So, I mean, I'm like, I look at it like this. I, it, 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 it's not to sound like braggadocious or not both. There's been plenty of times where I, I should be dead. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't like, man, I'm, I'm unstoppable. Nah, but I gotta be here for a reason. Have to be. And that 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 attributes to the boldness. And as we come into our elder age, that's when, yeah, man, them three, them three Hebrew boys stood up in the midst of all the nations that were present, even their own. Mm-hmm. Hananiah, Azariah, and Meshach, not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's what Nebuchadnezzar called them. Hananiah, Meshach, and Azariah were their Hebrew names. They were noted as the three Hebrew boys, mm-hmm. not the three Chaldean boys, which was the names that they were given. But I said, nah, O king, live forever. But know ye one thing this day. <laughs> nigga, we ain't bound to you or your statue. Hey, do what you do. <laughs> Throw them in the furnace. And, all right, whatever. The most high was in there with them. <laughs> I was shy was in there with they them. So in the mids, as the, as the, as the, what was it, the, 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 uh, the version, what version was that? That was a prayer as a ride talking about what was going on in the midst of the fire. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. An apocryphal yeah. book. The prayer of Azariah. He prayed while that, he huh? was in there. Yeah, why ain't that in here? I don't know. Yeah. I like, the, I like the defiance they showed. They was like, yeah. Dead. Even if you don't, even if you don't say Prayer of Judith. We ain't bound Or the book of Judith. The prayer of Manasseh. Prayer as a ride. You know? Uh, 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 what's the other shawty name? Judith. Uh, Judith was the one I like. Um. Susanna. Susanna, Susanna. Yeah, yeah. Bell and the Dragon. You I would make the mistake of thinking it's talking about a big flying thing that's fire breathing. No, it's not what it is. Oh, they had a dragon. But Daniel made some C4, basically, and blew the head of the joint off. Baal is Baal. They were worshiping Baal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the, the priest or whatever, they was, they was working the king. Had him thinking... Baal was eating up all this food that they used to set out, drinking all this wine. They, they set this lavish feast for Baal. They come in, everything gone. Oh, Baal, Baal liked that. That God is like that. Daniel was like, look, sprinkle some powder on the floor. <laughs> put some powder on the floor steps, and put somebody outside the room so can't nobody come through that door. They came in the next morning with a little feet print all over the place. And they had a little secret compartment that, that the priests and their families would come into this, this, <laughs> this banquet and party. As if they were Baal. Man, Cyrus, I think it was Cyrus or Darius, whatever, kill all of them. Bring all them jokers up here. Because they, he had been, I just, I can imagine, man, he had been spending so much money on these, thinking he was worshiping Baal. And the priest is eating good. Daniel Daniel showed the king, I think it was Darius at the time, that God is, that, that, that your God is fake. He's not. Man, Baal is the, what is it, the main ancient male deity of the, the Phoenicians. Phoenicians. So that's like Tower Babel type origination. Nimrod, they worship Baal. You know Baal in Hebrew is Lord? 
Baal in Hebrew is L-O-R-D. So, Slim, I'm talking about words mean a lot more than what we think. And Hebrew is a, Hebrew is a difficult language. Most of what we got in the New Testament is Greek. Pastors always want to talk about the Greek. The most, I don't remember him rocking with the Greeks. I don't remember him rocking with the Greeks. He had some, there were some Greek-speaking Jews, Grecians. Hellenists. Hellenists. But I don't recall the most high, like, choosing Greece. But don't nobody teach Hebrew. We have a modern Hebrew. Yeah, you got these, these rabbinical Jews. Yeah. They got nothing to do with Yah. They put this Matrix Lectionis on the Hebrew language, you know, the Naku, the vowel point system, make all these fake sounds. And they'll, you see, they'll be able to, they be over there dancing like a mug. And they're like, these niggas is stupid. They don't know we done stole their land, stole their name, stole their language. And they don't know because they're not being taught. They don't care. All they want to do is put some jewelry on, get you a car kill a few people, smoke some weed, uh, be a rapper, or you know what I'm saying, play basketball, football, work for somebody else your entire life. Don't really want anything. Don't want to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Don't really want no responsibility. Oh, man, let them stay over there in America, the home of the land of the free and the home of the brave. Let them live the American dream, meaning they're going to stay asleep. You can't sleep, can't dream, or wait, can you? How you live the American dream if you're, if you're woke? You can't. Whew. It seem impossible to me to, uh, you're daydreaming, but you're not being productive. If you're daydreaming, you're not doing anything. Your mind is stuck. You're thinking about something that doesn't matter. Who are you doing? Oh, I was just daydreaming. I was fleeting thoughts. That's not productive. That's not going to help anything. Where were you at just now? Are you back? Are we here? Can we move forward now? Wake up. It's time to wake up and, 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 and step into who and what we are and what we were put here to do. And that's be glorified. Or the Most High said he's going to glorify his name in the sight of the heathen. Ezekiel 20. Read Ezekiel 20, bro. Matter of fact, you coming to King Joint Friday? King. You know King, man. Oh, man. Friday? Yeah. And it's King House, right? Yeah. You know, join around the corner from me. Seven thirty nine, Doug. Seven thirty to nine thirty. Yeah, let me try to work that out. Cause I'm gonna have all my kids, man. Oh, okay. And I don't want to give all that, you know, all that responsibility to my wife. Yeah. Right. I want to go into Ezekiel twenty, man, and really break down exactly what he's saying. And you know, people, oh, he says his name. He's talking about his character. Why didn't he say his character then? Most high ain't dumb. Nah. Yeah. I think he says what he means and means what he says. He wants, he's calling us to be intelligent. Pray for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Amen. It'll make it clear. Yeah. And stop listening to the pastor. I don't. You know? I don't. Tell that you know joker. Real talk. Search for truth for yourself. Talk, yeah, definitely. Because that's what the words are. Study for truth. Like, don't yeah. Yeah. Hustle. Most of them anyway. 
Yeah, I, yeah. So you guys, you got many are called, few are chosen. I believe we're chosen. I'm positive that he picked us, hand picked. Ain't no way we can go through the stuff and we went through. Still got our sanity. 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 We a little off. We are a little off. Still got our sanity. So with the prophets. Still able to uh, uh, share with somebody else who we feel like that God may be telling us, yeah, that's going around too. I need you to holler at them. Mm-hmm. Even when they look different, even when they stink, even when their eyes red, even when they clothes dirty, even when they not in the suit, even when they sit on the curb, yeah. you know what I'm saying, or, or, or talking to themselves at a bus stop. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes our job is just to sit there. Yeah. We're in a, in, a, in a place where no one else will sit. And go where no one else will go. And go where no one else will go. You know, sometimes all you got to do is and roll out. You ain't got to say nothing. Just let a person know that I know you're a human. You're not foreign. I dig where you at. And just let the most, the most high will take that interaction and change that person's life. Because somebody cared. About to close up. We, we, we got five. I'm gonna say a close word of prayer and uh, that's it. Uh, bow your head. Uh, Most high, thank you for allowing your ruach to uh, stop past here today. Thank you for allowing uh, Lamar, his mind, I can't remember his name. Uh, you know him. Uh, thank you for allowing him to stop by and uh, just kick it with us. You know, uh, chop it up for a little bit. Ask you be with, continue to be with Brad's mother. Um, you know what our request is for this complete and total uh, healing um, with this, this 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 attack that the enemy's trying to bring away. Um, Darren's family as well. Um, uh, anybody that's out there in need of prayer, anybody that's sick, hurting, going through something. I'm asking you continue to remove the strong delusion, but for those who don't understand that they're even under a strong delusion, open their minds and show them exactly who and what you are and the fact that you don't change. You've never changed and you don't plan on changing. And um, until somebody can remove the stars and the sun and the moon from the sky, Israel will be your people. Show us in your word where you picked us and that you've never turned your back on us. You said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you in advance for saving us in your kingdom. Um, forgive us for all our many iniquities. Forgive us traveling mercy as we leave here. Bless the studio and the efforts of those uh, controlling the behind the scene functions. This is my prayer, Yahweh Shah's name. Amen. 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 It's been Real Talk one on one, Sunday afternoon from 6 to 8 p.m. We'll see you next week. And until then, may Yah bless and keep you. Seek truth. So tell me, what is Hood Proud? I mean, basically, Hood Proud is something that the world needs. God has commissioned us to go into the world because there are people hurting. I mean, emotionally, and we're talking my people. We're talking the hood. We're talking people that are struggling to survive. And it's like when they're looking for answers, I mean, you could just say, well, pray. But, I mean, they got things that they're trying to accomplish. They got needs that need to be met. So what is Hood Proud? Hood Proud is the complete concept spiritually where God is like, 
first, you feed the people, clothe the people. When you're done with that, then tell them why you did what you did. Because when you explain to them why I clothed you, why I fed you,